0: Uh, Hey guys, so I'm with, this is a really, really, for me, this is a really special opportunity because I get to, uh, one, share some coffee with another Marine Raider and Recondo, uh, Mr. Cody Alford, who just is uh, officially leaving the unit tomorrow. Tomorrow. Congratulations, dude. Yeah. How's that feel? (laughs) Super pumped. Super pumped. And you guys know in the seven stages transition, that's stage two in the seven stage transitions, pretty much all downhill from out there until you get to stage seven. But <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, yeah, man. Like it's awesome. I was got, I got a text from you and you were like, you're like, Hey, I'm in town. You want to, you want to hang out? I was like, yeah, I want to hang out, but we're going to get to work. First of all, what do you think of this coffee?
1: Yeah. I think this coffee's actually great. I mean, it's very cliche, right? To say like, Oh, this coffee is great, but it's really refreshing and it's, no creamer, no sugar. It's just nice,
0: nice, and black. it's still
1: only it's just about eight twenty. Yeah, I just feel good.
0: It's and and it's a nice little plug for Raiders Roast too. Two two Raiders having a cup of Raiders Roast. Are we gonna do a roast right now? <laughs> so, what do you have going on, man? What's the what's the deal? <clears throat> how much? What's man? What's the plan? So I retire tomorrow. And how many years? So
1: it'll be fifteen and like. 15 years and like five months.
0: I just want to say like, I'm a little, when I found out that you were retiring, I was a little pissed. Yeah. I because, was like I had, my hope, my hope, like I got out, but I didn't want other people to get out because I wanted, I wanted the, what's best for the community and, and for Marsoc because I truly care about the unit. Absolutely. Whether they care about me or not is, is, is regardless. And the reason why I care is because I care about the men and having guys like you get out, hurts because you you could i mean you potentially were on track to run that command
1: i mean i like to think so so i've been at e8 for three years now so three years and five months actually and so i'm super ahead of like the the power curve in regards to like having the rank to get promoted right and you know i always wanted to be a master guns because i wanted to you know one day hopefully take over the unit and as i progressed in like my seniority I just realized that those chances were few and far between and why that is is because it's not about performance it's about seniority
0: yeah
1: and since I'm so junior even though I've I've done like all the pinnacle billets that you have to have to get promoted and or to like you know move to the next level of uh, leadership I'm still a super junior in regards to like my peers who haven't even done those things most of my peers and um You know, I was super sad to... It was a tough decision about, like, basically life or death, right? It was like, do I stay in and grind it out and jeopardize, A, what I've worked for for so long by becoming just that guy who's kind of, like, not milking the system, but kind of, like, just riding that wave out till I hit 20 years um, where, you know, I might, you know, cut a corner or slack by taking care of the truth, which is why I'm actually there, you know? Yeah. Or do I look at this opportunity to a live take care of myself get stabilized oh, I, I get and then, it and you yeah. know had to make a tough decision and, th- and i broke it down a different level right because i think it's very easy to like look at things at like just the the cover of the book right but i like to look at second order effects and kind of pull back that onion and I, th- I told myself i'm like dude i love this community so much that's why i've stayed in so long i mean my team time has been done dude and But it's great. But it's great. Yeah. However, at the end of the day, I can, if best case scenario, I can only stay in thirty years. And when I looked at the next fifteen years of my life, potentially before any of this medical stuff, I thought to myself, like, man, there's always going to be those issues. And I can only give the guys so much. And then at the end of the day, at thirty years, I have to physically walk away.
0: Well, yeah. Like, and I tell that people, (laughs) people don't realize that. But like, the end comes for us all, whether it be ten years or thirty years that life is going to end for you. Absolutely. Man. And then that community is gone. And like, you've got to figure out who you want to be when you grow up, whether it be at 10 years or 30 years or whatever, like there's a whole another, there's a whole life to be lived. And if you don't figure that shit out, you know, at some point it's going to, it's going to bite you in the ass. And I, so I get, I get, you know, all, I mean, we've talked, I know all the reasons why you're getting out and it's a, very similar to mine as well. It was just, it was a selfish thing on my part. To watch you continue to grow and go, fuck yeah, dude! Cody's going to run run the unit, which would have been awesome. But it would have been awesome for everybody else, not necessarily you.
1: And I was willing to make that sacrifice. You know, I, I knew the jobs weren't going to be fun and, and luxurious as you know, as I would know, hopefully obtain that rank one day and, and that position to be in charge of a Marslock. But and I was totally fine with that. But then this whole like medical stuff started it's happening, hard, man. and then that's just when. Like, I had no drive to, like – I'm not going to say I didn't have drive to live because I love life. I just had no drive for life, yeah. basically. And that obviously affected my, my work environment.
0: Well, you and I you and I, kind of came up – we came up at exactly the same time. And you started having issues right when I started having issues. It was just – and actually, a lot of our buddies did. It all kind of – we all kind of hit that wall at around that 12-year mark. See, that's that's the thing I think people take for
1: granted. And, you know, it's it's definitely hard now. But it's one of those things that, like, you pay the price now. For a more fruitful healthier organization than letting it right out and then we're sacrificing dudes as they transition right uh, if they even make it to a transition date right because I've noticed a huge paradigm shift between like the 12 and like 15 year mark where dudes just hit a wall and it's bad it's dangerous it's super dangerous we have to understand that I mean as you know like the past like 10 plus years that we've been in like armed conflict and
0: do you know that ne- it's ne- that was that's never been I t- I say this a lot and I think you've heard me speak on it. Never we've we've made American history. Never have we been in sustained combat for over a decade in an all volunteer force doing multiple combat tours. Like okay, so the biggest one since then was Vietnam. Right. But that was a draft service and majority I would say ma- the majority of people did one pump if they survived, they went the fuck home.
1: And fair enough, man. And that
0: was and yeah, and fair enough. But now we've got this generation, our generation, that went to, to, to multiple theaters of combat, volunteered for multiple deployments. Yep. I mean, you like you guys got like you know Aaron Torin that had seven freaking deployments before he was you know killed in action overseas as a team leader. You know, I have I have five myself. I mean, you're pushing what seven? Seven deployments. Yeah. yeah. So like that. That's not been done before. This is the first that we've ever done that since, like, the inception of America. And what people forget,
1: too, like, in the Marine Corps, like, we do, like, you know, six-month-ish rotations. But back in the day, during, like, after the invasion, you know, as we started progressing, like, you're still doing, like, seven, eight-month deployments because you're getting extended because campaigns. Well, we pushed nine.
0: Yeah, we were doing yeah, nine months in Afghanistan. There are campaigns
1: for a reason, yeah, you know? Right. It's like, hey, you're the only dudes here and or you're the only guys that kind of, like, know the lay of the land. Sorry, you're here for another thirty days. So you're like, I just want to go back on ship and buy the, the food.
0: <laughs> so, you know, you look at if I look at this from a, a long period of time, let's look at like look at Vietnam and like the fallout, right? The second and third order effects of the veterans in Vietnam um, were horrendous, and they still are horrendous, right? And granted, they didn't have the support that we and the organizations that we have now. But if we just look at that as as a, a snapshot. Of a, of a draft service and then you know one deployment that you know and rightfully so that you know changed the course of america what is the second and third order effects of what we've just accomplished like what is 10 years 20 years 30 years down the road look yeah. if we don't like get ahead of some shit
1: and that's the thing too man like we've been going so hard and, and <clears throat> dude i mean look back so my first deployment was 2004 and that was when we did the the fallujah push and uh Little bitty city. Most people never heard of it. But, uh, I, I mean, just thinking nice,
0: about it. A nice summer vacation spot. Yeah,
1: dude. I got shot in the damn helmet, dude. And I was, like, out. Medicine I received was a motion and a cigarette. Yeah. Okay? And that was, that was like, did, a...
0: Did you need something more?
1: I don't know. Maybe the, <laughs> hug? the throwing up and, like, the, the convulsing, I guess, wasn't enough to, like, you know, get a Band-Aid. Right. I just wanted a door explorer Band-Aid, you know? <laughs> but, like, I mean, and then, like, the... We had no tourniquets. You know what I'm saying? Like there was even the medicine on the battlefield was very limited and our education was limited and what you, I guess what I'm trying to get to is like you were forced to like just suck it up, right? You bandage what you can, you push forward, you complete the mission, right? Mm -hmm. You reset, regroup and redo it again. And you have to at that point. Absolutely. But even take that back into a garrison mode, right? I mean, even the medicine or the care, like, hey, my back hurts. Here's Motrin. Hey, my feet hurt. I have trench foot in like school of infantry. Here's Motrin. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- that's all you received, and not dogging any like the naval medicine or the corpsman at the time. But that's just what our education was. So now, at you the ha- time, at the time, yeah. And that that culture, as it grows up, it's the same breed. We're like, man, I remember when I was in boot camp. I had blisters. They told me to suck it up. Well, so now I'm like a 21-year-old reconnaissance marine and I have blisters again. I'm not going to tell anyone because when I said it before, I was told to suck it up, you know? So, like, we just – we kind of do it to ourselves because we've been institutionalized. So, basically, just, like, you know, adapt, overcome, persevere. Because we're tough guys, right? We're tough guys and that ego, which I believe – I completely believe in a healthy ego. Not an over-ego, but I believe in a healthy ego because that keeps you alive. It keeps you motivated. It keeps you confident. And it keeps you pushing forward.
0: 100%.
1: But however, we have, that's how you
0: make, that's how we make it. That's how
1: we make it. But at times we let that ego kind of consume our world and become, and that's how we identify ourselves with the job. And that's when we lose sight of who we are as human beings. And then when it comes to like actually getting your stuff more, I guess more important than really just your feet being having blisters or, you know, a headache here and there, how do you cross that? How do you bridge that gap? You know, it's, it's so much harder for if a dude won't talk or dude or gal won't talk about their feet hurting. How are they going to talk about their insides hurting, their, their head, maybe their stomach, ulcers they, they won't. get? They won't.
0: Know? Yeah, it's, they won't. I mean, you and I both know we buried that shit for years. 100%, bro. Yeah. I'm like, how much
1: beer do I drink? I drink uh, two two beers maybe a month. Oh, perfect. Because <laughs> that, that fits yeah.
0: in, that fits in your little bubble. That's okay. Yeah, That's dude, acceptable, right? <laughs> if you put,
1: I drink two beers a week, you're an alcoholic and you go talk to somebody. Yeah. If you don't, eat, if you don't check on the box says you eat twelve cups of vegetables a day, they they, they put and you. And what's in like funny it's is they overweight. think that like
0: if you don't think team guys don't know the right answers, come on, bro, we we're, we're pros. We are the best. If you become a master liar and a master adapter by
1: lying and adapting to yourself. Well, I mean, think about it. We're trained to do that.
0: We're, Absolutely, like we go to courses to. Now, I wouldn't say lie, but tell half truths.
1: Deception. Is that an <laughs> appropriate term? But it's not even that. It's it's not just like, you know, how to lie. It's just we learn how to interact in the environment that we we were handed so that we can keep doing our so job. So we can keep doing our job yeah. and we can make it on top. Yeah. You know, by saying morally and ethically, you know, fucking righteous and all this stuff. But it's just when it comes to us, we're like, oh, man, if I put this down, I know I'm going to lose a clearance. I'm going to lose this school seat. I'm going to lose this job opportunity. Or, you know, look at the younger They're guys. They're going
0: to pull me out of my team. Yeah, I want to yeah.
1: go to – never been to the X country. And if I say this, I'm not going to get to go. And That's it. You know, it's just – and we're jaded by these – just these small little trinkets. You know, whether it's like, man, if I do that, I'm not going to be able to go diving anymore. I'm like, bro, you dive once a year anyway for pay. <laughs> like, what are you missing out on? But – we allow those small things those small wins and another thing too i think that keeps us from like getting that help is that there is no love there is no appreciation in the military at least i can't speak of the military as a whole but the marine corps from the reconnaissance community especially Mar- marsog like no one's like bro you, you you're doing a kick butt job bro. oh
0: absolutely not and yeah. so so you, i do that now like as i'm out yeah. I, if i see a dude i'm like dude you guys like because I know they're not getting any love from their commands or from their family, so I'm yeah. like, "Hey, bro, you're a fucking badass, and you're doing a kick-ass job." And we don't need that affirmation,
1: but at the same time, too, like, just how we don't give, like, "Hey, congratulations." We also really don't give, like, there's not like a "Hey, man, you're slacking." We it goes straight from like "You suck" to like, "I guess you did okay, but you haven't been in the unit long enough, or you already got one award well, for I, six I years." I like to so. think of
0: it like. Uh, We're like, you know that. You know how that you're that kid, and then like you really want your dad to say good job, so you like really work hard. Oh yeah. And then and the and then your parent just never says good job. He's like, meh, you could have done better, and it like crushes your whole word. You're like, but I just I just graduated honor grad. Uh, yeah, well, you, your scores could have been two points higher, really.
1: Yeah, I think my dad learned that a long time ago when I was younger when we used to play like catch outside. Because like, all I wanted to do going to high school was play baseball. It was like I remember that. the yeah. cool sport to play. I never played it, right? Balls flying in my face, scary. I couldn't hit for shit, and I can't throw to save my life. <laughs> well, I remember being outside my yard one day playing toss with my dad. You remember the little the little mitt with like the Velcro and the ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm throwing it, and my dad said, good job, son. I got so excited that he said, good job. I ended up throwing it like with my third hand with no eyes and it like hit a car across the street and he's like, we're done. And my dad wasn't a dick, but he's like, maybe that was a life lesson. And that, you know, I kind of like grew with me because you know, sometimes I understand too, if you tell like, Hey man, you guys are doing good. You maybe you'll get that cockiness. So that ego goes past healthy to dangerous. And you, you cut, you could potentially start slipping or slacking, but nonetheless, like there's none of that. And there's no communication. There's minimum communication. And when we suffer in all those aspects of those pillars, when it, when you break it all down, the institution, the organization, all that type of stuff, you have the individual, you have the user,
0: a hum- yeah, the the human, yeah, the human being, human being. So we're concept. Yeah.
1: No matter how much Gucci stuff you put on you, like enough multi-cam silk, all you, you want take to Take all that, sh- take strip it, it all away. You're in the birthday suit, baby. Yeah, you're and just a dude. You got some stuff buried deep down inside, whether it's pain illnesses or just like just stuff you need to decompress, you know. And uh, it's sad. It's I think we're making plenty of strides. Like doing a great job now identify they haven't not identifying it. Because they've always always identified it, it's, but it's people are slowly beginning to like make the effort to yeah. go be seen by these professionals because they all exist. But it sucks because people laugh at these these organizations. They laugh at these nonprofits. They laugh at these like benefits, clinical benefits we have at work. They're like, man, those 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 are for like the admin guy or something something ego stupid, right? Right. But they laugh because they've never used it. And they're like, those guys don't do anything but take up space. Well, and I
0: think that's one of the reasons why I was like really stoked that you were getting to the position that you were because somebody that, somebody that understood it. And then also like, you know, wouldn't look down on a guy like you want to take care of the guys. And that's the biggest thing is that the highest echelons of removing a stigma and making sure that, okay, so if I take care of this guy at 12 years, well, that means if I get him some treatment and get him you know, get him take care of the human being, well then he can operate until twenty. No, absolutely. If he's happy. You know what I mean? Instead of just saying, No, fucking, here's your Motrin, suck it up there, team dude, and then uh, you know, move the fuck on. Dude, I, I remember looking at some of these uh E9s that when I was <clears throat> and once again, like,
1: dude, I've been an E eight for a long time. I mean, to me, three years is the longest time, uh, to have that rank at least. And I remember when I was telling dudes, like, Hey man, I need a knee, bro. Like I need a break, I need to go to this clinic. I just want to get checked out. Like, Cody, that. we all have issues. Suck it up. Five more years. <clears throat> Dakota, you know the trick to get him promoted? I'm like, what's that? And I'm just playing with them. I'm like, what is it? Get a haircut, put a uniform on. I'm like, that's when I knew what my value was as a human being, because I did not get a haircut, put my uniform on for 15 years and got where I was at. I got where I was at because I put out, and I you performed, worked your ass off. and I yeah. took care of the troops, which is the crucial part that we
0: miss. I heard I heard the same thing. Someone told me, like, <clears throat> basically, they said, you, you know why, you know why you get so much conflict in the military? You care too much, and you work too hard. I'm like, uh, why am I here then? I'm, I was like, I couldn't believe that those words were coming out of somebody's mouth.
1: I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me, man. And it, it's just, it's so sad. But then, you know, I remember I was at a, this, like, uh, we did a video teleconference uh, with our, our sister battalion down West, and an Intrepid Spirit came down, and they talked about, like, all these things right. for, like, TBI and whatnot. And that, my actual my actual doctor was like, oh, uh, he always calls me like Master Guns and I'll take it because I'll never get that rank of the military. He's like, I'm Master Guns Offer. You want to stand up? I'm like, sure. And I'm like, I'm like, I totally don't have anxiety right now, so thanks a bunch, sir. And I'm just like, you know, trying to like get past a hurdle. But like, you know, I basically it's it's it equates down to this it's the shame and guilt based culture that we have created within this organization. And I think with this just with this. Yeah, it's society. like a beaten
0: dog, beaten dog syndrome. Yeah, yeah. man.
1: It's because you feel bad, you feel guilty. For going to medical to get your boo boo taken care of or talk to somebody about it because you're you're away from your team or you're taking time off and everyone else is in the suck and you're not, right? They think you're skating, therefore they shame you. Yeah. Maybe not like shame, shame. But no, it's just it's, like, it's hey it's bro, a, when are you gonna yeah. stop going to these appointments? Dude, I'm an E8 and I was dealing with that shame and guilt stuff. I had the people signed my packet for me to go to a 12-week program. Even though I was back to work every day and I front loaded my stuff because I'm obviously trying to be a professional about it, right? Like I don't have time to come 40 minutes every day and be away right. from work. And I'm getting like hassled, like, hey, when are you gonna stop going to these appointments? So I'm like, do I need to like pass on your office even more for you to like understand this is real? But uh what I brought up was like, dude, I feel bad for the sergeants. The corporals, the lance corporals, the eighteen, nineteen-year-old kids—they're not kids. The 18, 19 year nineteen-year-old Marines and sailors that have some issues too, and the whole thing that it takes combat to like put a dude down or a girl down, and that they need to break only after they've been in that stuff—that's that's the wrong mindset. That's a very
0: no. We need to be preemptive instead of you know just reacting to problems. People have all lives time. before yeah. they
1: hit the age of service. You know, uh, selection right? Like yeah. before they hit that limitation where they can actually join. But we just we kind of discredit that and. um You know, so I was getting hassled as the brink that I was, but I felt so bad for, like, the younger people that are out there that are like, I need help. And they're just like, shut up, boot. Like, go back to, like, doing whatever stuff it is you do.
0: I had uh, my my brain doctor that I went to, and I went to a a brain clinic after the service not knowing that I had issues when I got out. Right. Um, And he was, like, basically saying – and he had worked with a bunch of special operators before, and he was basically like – he's like, listen – this is what I'm trying to do because it's like your brain's like an alignment, uh, or like uh, your timing in your car. It's like if you main if you do maintenance on it and you check that timing belt, you know, periodically, it's a lot easier and a lot cheaper to fix when it's you know centimeters off. But right. if you let that thing run for five years, and then the freaking thing snaps. Well, that's an expensive job. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's better to have it's better to do you, your regular maintenance and keep these guys tuned up over the period of time, then letting them run ragged for 10 years and then they crash. And now it's, it's a lot of time and money and, and, and effort to get them back to what, where they should be.
1: But that's like everything else that's What
0: you're going through now. You're just a lot of time and effort and money.
1: Yeah. I'm a lot of time, <laughs> effort and money, but you know, I, I definitely would say that I've had nothing but like massive amounts of support from my work. Um, like the whole command honestly has been super
0: like helpful with me and like,
1: not only in well, and we've learned
0: we've learned a lot of, a lot of hard lessons now and that's and it's uh, it's exciting to see moving forward now that you know every, if we ever re- redo a, a, a decade-long conflict like you and I did um, I, I only hope that we've learned from this and our support structures is, is kind of stays in place of what it is now and even gets better but it really I think all
1: those things will always advance right and be exactly what the guys and gals need it's the guys and gals that need to adapt and so what are you saying? Basically so base, don't like so basically, stand up
0: and take care of yourself. You
1: need to, yeah, you need to. And, uh, so the, the help networks there. So what, what I was getting at is like, you know, the help, the help networks are there. The venues are there. It's just the people have to get past that stigma of like, oh, I'm afraid to go ask for help. I'm afraid to bring up stuff because I'm afraid I'm gonna lose X, Y, or Z, or not get this opportunity. Yeah. They, we, the people need to move past that hurdle.
0: Yeah. Not, not think that you're a bitch or something like Absolutely, that. Absolutely. man.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, I, I, I found out in this very short time that I've actually been back from my medical treatment is that I've just been exposing myself because I'll be the scapegoat for somebody. I'll be there like, oh, crap, he's got this. So do I. And then, okay, well, if he did it, so I can do it too, right? Right. Like, oh, look, to Recon Marine, and Raider, like, well, if he could do it, I, I can do it. Well, if that's enough to motivate people to do that, if I tell people like, hey, I have anxiety, or, hey, I had depression, or, hey, I had X, Y, and Z go wrong with me, oh, damn, he's saying it's like it's not a big deal and he got help. Why is Cody getting to do all this stuff? Because I said I had issues. You know, <laughs> I brought it up. You know, like I, yeah. I took that leap, and it's the, it's that transition to investing into yourself that is the scariest thing. And once we start feeling more comfortable with ourselves and our environments, and we stop the shame and guilt based type of like micro cultures that exist, and that's really just due to professionalism, um, <clears throat> and really just like seeing the bigger picture of things. I think that's where we're going to be able to get those guys and girls to actually go the thirty years they want to. There's no reason why they shouldn't right. be able keep to that, do thirty keep years. Keep that
0: timing. Keep that timing on the car. Good. Military is yeah. a
1: great organization. I mean, Mars is a great organization, but we're not getting guys out. We are, we're, guys are getting out because they're like, man, f this, screw this place, f this place. But what they're not understanding is that that's that's not a normal mindset to have, and it's not the place; it's that environment they have specifically been in. Uh, and if they can like do that proper maintenance, like you talked about. Dude, they might be at 20 years and be like bro this is the greatest run ever dude i definitely got dinged right. up banged up but bro i had a great time i'm still healthy and functional i haven't instead been going of home. instead
0: of leaving bitter broken and just you know upset and, and hate and hating the marine corps or hating the command yeah. or something And like for the that. people yeah. who get out
1: that still feel that way today i highly recommend they go get checked out by a doctor i oh, mean same. it doesn't mean they're crazy but it will change their perception they'll quickly realize that holy shit, it wasn't the military that made me so bitter it was honestly me not allowing myself to invest in myself right. that has made me this and i way. always
0: and i talk about that too i did that in my my speech. i was like and i had to learn this as well like i was bitter and, and angry at, at the marine corps and i had to realize like okay what is the marine corps mission to, to like make war fighters and go fight wars right yeah it's not to make nick a good civilian yeah for sure. <laughs> you know what i mean like so at some point the 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 on the onus and then the responsibility has to come to me at some point i have to take responsibility for myself and say Okay, if you want to be happy and you want to be healthy, that shit is on me. Like it's not on the Marine Corps to make me a super happy Mister Kumalatos. You know what I mean? Like that shit's on me. Right. At the end of the day, I mean, yeah, can they assist? Sure, but is it their actual job? No, man, it's not. And that's something I had to realize and come to grips with that it was not their mission or their job to make sure that I was happy and you know healthy civilian. You know, that's, it's just not, and that's the reason why there are, you know, you know, 501 C three nonprofits and these other organizations and these clinics, because they're helping, they're helping take up, fix the back end stuff. Right. You know, but at the end of the day, it's my responsibility. It's your responsibility to make sure that you have a good life. It's just like, nobody owes you shit, man. And that's another thing. It's like, well, I served and I deserved this and this. Congratulations, bro! My but, grandma served, you know. You know what I mean? Like, it, you signed up, bro. Like, it's an all volunteer force. For you signed the fucking document. Like, you volunteered. that yeah. Like you. That's it. And yeah, it's, it's it's sad too.
1: It, it's so sad. And what's still sad is that they're still in denial. And they still feel that like you owe me mentality. No, you don't. You don't. You're and not that's, owed shit. And that's you're not how these, to anything. That's how like you know a lot of these nonprofits is like it's like wait wait a second. You're you're not the clientele that like I want to help you, but like you're just either a you know trying to just. You're not even trying to treat yourself. You're just trying to, like, give me, give me, give me because you owe me this and vice. Yo, dude, I'm here to, like, take you to the next level if you want to because you can do exactly here in the military. So we're here as a buffer so you're never alone. That's what I want.
0: I want that dude that, like, he's going to do the 50%. He doesn't even know how to get from 51 to 100, but he's given – he's like, I need help and I'm willing to put in the work. you know. And that's – dude, that's – that's perfect. That's like, dude, I'm all in. Like, I can, I'll help you f- to the, to the end of the days, man. But he's willing, to, an individual is willing to put in the work to like get better. They just, we just don't know how. We don't know the roadmap, you know. And that you can help instead of the guy that's just like, fucking give me some shit. And that's why the the toxic vet syndrome is like so
1: rampant right now. Is because people will kind of fall back. I'm like, oh, we're gonna get together and wear these hateful shirts and say f you liberals and all this type of stuff
0: hard, hard pass, bro. Hard pass. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but they, but it's easy to fall into that niche because all those people like disgruntled, you know, all this type of stuff. And they're just really, maybe they are, and I'm not going to like dog everybody, but I'm pretty good at that, I guess unintentionally. Uh, but it's like, they're just in denial really of haven't like self-reflected and that's like one of the crucial steps into like any of the stuff is being a good Marine being a good person in general. Like it's that self-reflection that, okay, what I do, right. What I do wrong. How can I make the next steps forward? Yeah.
0: But, so, and, 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 you know, to wrap that segment up, basically, you, you, you a lot of times people don't, a lot of times people don't go get help because they feel like they're being a bitch. But in really, in, in reality, you're really being a bitch by not going to get help because you're because you're like your ego's involved or you're like your pride's you don't want to admit. So essentially, you're you're being a bitch about not admitting that you have an issue.
1: Yeah, and then you just you have to like take a step back and look at all other people you're affecting
0: because it takes balls, dude. It takes balls to say, oh yeah. raise your hand and say, hey, I need some help. Like that takes balls. I mean, but break it down. I mean, just to like beat this dead horse to make sure it's completely
1: dead look at all the courses you've been to we'll shoot
0: this motherfucker yeah, in his head yeah like, look done. at all the
1: courses you've been to and like for people who are in school and like not even the military that are listening to this right now like look at all the classes you've been in And the teacher says something and you're like man and the teacher asks does anyone have any questions and you know you have a question but you are embarrassed in a classroom setting that learning how to like basket weave and you're embarrassed to raise your hand yeah but somebody either age no one does or someone raises their hand and what does everyone else do they they jot down the information the teachers doing to explain it right that's just like the military. Like, is there one K? Can you see me? Is that concussion? you up? No, but I'm good. And like, I'm seeing like, you know, five, five different you know directions, but it takes, it takes courage. And we talked about honor, courage, commitment, but we, Oh damn, you're, we bringing look at, boy, you're bringing it way back. Yeah, dude. But we, we look at, we only can put that in the, the institutional domain vice, the human domain where you still have to have honor, courage, commitment for yourself. Right. And, um, I mean, it took balls to, sign that little you know dotted line to put step on those footprints but yet we forget that it took us all that courage to get to that point in life right that big leap of faith that big decision in life but when it comes to something simple as raising a hand and be like hey i need help hey this gear is broken hey can you please explain that equation because i don't understand it mr scientist guy right like we're scared to do that we're scared to interact with other human beings but we we risked it all for those yellow footprints we had that much courage, but yet we just forgot our way in a, in, a, in a certain aspect. So, and,
0: and you know, you got a lot of life to live. So, you do ten, twenty years in the military. I you mean, you're gonna live if you live to eighty. That's like that's just a fraction of your. That's a fraction of your whole life.
1: Yep, but it's not a fraction of your life when you just live in like depression regression.
0: Oh yeah, you're gonna you're basically like
1: you're just living. You're just wasting. You're just
0: biding your time. Yeah. Instead of actually living and actually experiencing, it's a weird
1: concept. Life is a weird concept. People like, oh, my second go around, I'm gonna really nail this down. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna kind of like take it easy on this go around. A newsflash, people, uh, there is no round two. Okay, I I mean, (laughs) unless something, someone knows something different, but this is all we have, you know. So make,
0: so make it count. Make it count. Yeah, excellent.